Hello, and welcome to That Park Life Podcast. I, of course, am Greg, joined, as always, by... By Beth. By Beth. Welcome we've back. Got, yeah, we've, I feel like we've got a jam-packed show today. We've got, like, lots of things. Our All big segment, we'll be talking about Flower and Garden, doing some blue sky imagineering, talking about things that we wish or we would want to see in a blue sky ideal environment, things coming to Flower and Garden Festival over at the Epcot. The Epcots. Mm-hmm. The Epcot. Oh, yeah, over at the Epcots. Yeah. We have a, a cool guest coming up later in the show, too, mm-hmm. uh, Brian, who you may know from a viral YouTube video and uh, TikTok as well, which I'm excited about. He had a really cool moment a couple of years ago with his wife and the pregnancy announcement um, mm-hmm. for his now daughter. And I'm excited to talk about that yeah. with him and figure out what it's like to set up a magical moment and to go through one. Especially being the person that receives the magical moment and has no idea it's coming. No idea. Versus the person who's planning it, all of those things. I don't know. Yeah. We're going to get some uh, intel on that. Yes. Um, I do want to remind everyone that our trivia night is coming up in, uh, mm-hmm. so it's next week, so you can start registering for Disney trivia night number three mm-hmm. this Thursday, eight o'clock Eastern, and uh, keep your eyes peeled on our Instagram and on our website to uh, find out how to register there. It is Hollywood Studios themed, so we're going through the yes. parks. We've already done Magic Kingdom and Epcot. Um, we'll be giving away a, an official Disney Parks pin from Hollywood Studios, as well as a nice little prize from our friends, the Mouselets. So yeah, yeah. just like us, they're big fans of the Citizens of Hollywood. You may remember mm-hmm. the Streetmosphere actors from Hollywood Studios, and they have a cool series of pins from their Etsy stop shop, mm-hmm. their Etsy store. Um, and they'll be, uh, they're gracious enough to provide one for us to give away to one of our winners of our trivia games. Can't wait. On trivia and night. A, yes. And again, that's and the 25th, Thursday, the, the 25th. 25th. Yes. I don't want you to feel intimidated if maybe you feel like you're not a super strong trivia player. So, um, hear me out on this. So what we did last time and we'll do again this time, we had a, two games where it's kind of straight trivia questions. Then we had like a bonus game where it was just audio clues, which I think mm-hmm. is cool. We're doing that again. So if you feel like you're yeah. really good at recognizing sounds, then maybe you want to join and try that game. Speaking of recognizing sounds, um, I want to reveal the answers for last week's Magic Mashup mm-hmm. audio pieces. But My we had brain a, still uh, hurts from listening to it. Yes. We had a ton of um, guesses come in. I think I th- just about everybody who guessed was correct. I think there's only just oh. a very small handful of people who didn't okay. who missed one or two. So to jog your memory, here's the sound, and then we'll tell you what the answers were. Best remove them, cause Gosh, earworms. Imagination. <laughs> Sorry. So in order, that was the Seas with Nemo and Friends, then Big Thunder Mountain, Country Bear Jamboree, and Journey into Imagination with Figment. Figment. Mm. Uh, so you guys went to Contempo recently, huh? Your yes. favorite place. We had a little bit of, speaking of magic moments, which we're getting to later in this. So Nicole and I were at the Contemporary. It's my wife. Nicole and I were at the Contemporary. And we were walking around the fourth floor of the Contempt, just like taking pics. We we're walking outside a little bit too. We went into the uh, Garden Tower. Just we were in the mood to like kind of explore Mm-hmm. And I was thinking like, man, Nicole probably hasn't been up to the upper floors of the Contemporary looking down the lobby. That's kind of like a nice view. You get to like see the whole entire lobby as a whole. So we're walking around up there and I take out my big lens and we noticed that Donald and Mickey and Goofy and I think Minnie were walking around Chef Mickey. So 
just like it used to be a character dining experience, it's like kind of a character dining experience. They won't come over to your table. They'll be far away, but they'll wave right. and they'll pose for pictures. Yeah. And Nicole, obviously, I've mentioned probably a million times, if you follow us on Instagram, you know, she's a big fan of Donald. So we were up there and we were watching Donald walk around and, and wave and stuff and dance and shake his tail feathers. Mm-hmm. So I was like getting pictures of, of it and stuff. And as we turn around to leave, a cast member comes up, a housekeeping cast member. Um, he's like, are you trying to get some nice photos today? And I was like, yeah, sure. He's like, okay, well, go do this. And I was like, okay. So he gave me some really specific instructions on how to get up top of the contemporary. He's yeah. like, go take the elevator to the 11th floor. We were on, I think, the 8th floor or something. He's okay. like, take it to the 11th floor, go to the end of the hallway. And he, he's pointing over there. And take the outside stairs up to the 15th floor. He's like, you don't, you don't want to take the elevator. And I think those floors might be what used to be club-level floors. I don't know mm-hmm. what they are now because I know they're not really operating concierge level because they're not offering those foods and stuff. Anyway, and he said the 11th floor because that door typically will allow you to come back in. So kind of like emergency exit door, sometimes you there's no re-entry. And the door actually itself says no re-entry, but we check the knob and it works. <laughs> Whereas the other floors, he, he he was under the impression that it wouldn't allow re-entry, which would make sense if those were the club-level yeah. floors, floors, right? Yeah. So um, we're like, okay, this is like really specific, but we'll do it. because I And, this, you know, we didn't have any real plans. So we um, go take the elevator up to the 11th floor, take the stairs up. And then, boom, you're on top of the world. It's crazy. Yeah. So I know that you know because you and I have been up to the top of the world lounge yeah. on Bay Lake Tower. And this is, I'm going to say, not significantly higher. I, I don't even know if it's higher or not, to be honest. I don't know the exact altitude of it. But mm-hmm. the, the difference, what I realized, uh, the top of the contemporary versus Bay Lake Tower is that I got nervous and was a little woozy up there because yeah. when you're at the observation deck at Bay Lake Tower, there's still like building behind you. Like you turn around, there's a restaurant right there. Right. right. And you're not at like the top of the building, if that makes any this sense. It was like, there's nothing else up there. There was nothing. When I looked over the edge, it was like, I was, if you saw the video on our Instagram, I was like hanging out with a lightning rod. You know, those are always yeah. at the tip top of the buildings, right? Right. And I was, so and I saw that, that and I was like, is that considered a restricted area? No, technically, okay. it's just the um, California like grill. So, whatever. It's an observation deck, but the reason why you kind of have to be weird about it during the day is they don't serve lunch up at California oh, Grill. Okay. And right now, they're actually only serving dinner. I know typically they would do brunch, at least on the weekends, and then dinner every, every night. Yeah. Um, so, it was, I don't know, like noon, let's just say, or earlier. I don't know exactly what time it was. Was it windy up there? Because I'm like, especially if it's windy, that's a little. It's a little. Like, well, I mean, like oh. it was a little windy, but you know, you just look around and you're like, oh my gosh. I mean, you could do a full 360 and see just about everything. I mean, we saw right. like the balloon from Disney Springs, and you turn around yeah. and you see, obviously you can see Magic Kingdom because duh, it's right see there. Everest, and you get a picture. You of Everest. You can see Everest, yeah, and obviously mm-hmm. you get a really nice view of the Seven Seas Lagoon of Polynesian and Grand Floridian. You can see Everest, and you can see right. just it was insane, and it was and it was just us. There are green dots on the ground for where I'm guessing they're expecting people to stand if they ever resume fireworks okay. up there. Well, okay. they don't do fireworks up there. If they ever resume yeah. fireworks up there, and that's like the viewing area if you're at California Grill. Um, so obviously there are people nice. going out there at night, I'm guessing. Yeah. And they want you to stand six feet I apart. I know you should go life. back for some like nighttime photography because I'm sure you got some really good pictures while you were there. Yeah, of course. I mean, that was that was the goal. Um, you know, I, I didn't wake up that morning thinking I'd, go, I'd be going up there, but like, man, it just was... So cool. Dude, could you yeah. imagine sunrise pictures over there or sunset pictures up there? Yeah, the sunset up there would be insane. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to find a way to go back up there because I'm not going to be eating at California Grill because I'm V cheap. So right, right. Isn't that, same, probably same. Probably not going to happen. 
One one thing I'll note. So if you were watching our story on our Instagram at that park that podcast, uh, that's how I got up there. I didn't break any rules. I I don't think we did anything. We didn't do anything wrong. The cast member told us how to get up there. Um, I will warn you though. Just double check that the door that you're leaving on what floor we we were on floor eleven. Um, does actually um, open behind you. If for some reason it like locks or something, if someone comes by and like locks it, you have to go down like all of the, you know, until you get to a floor uh, that does reopen. And um, if there aren't any, you might be going down 15 flights of stairs-ish. Or actually right. by the time you got to the floor, fourth floor, so nine flights of stairs. And um, it, they're outdoor stairs. They're like, I don't want to say emergency oh, exit okay. stairs, but that's probably right. their their main function. Yeah. Um, in the event the elevator is down or there's Exterior a fire. Exterior stairs, if you will. Yes. So, as you know, it's hot and humid in Florida, and mm-hmm. you're going to be sweating. I know. What are y'all's temperatures there right now? Um, it's been like kind of beautiful here, I'll be honest with you. Like it's 70s, hot during the 80s, day. Or... It's, in, okay. it's been in the 80s, yeah. I'm okay. refreshing now as we speak. Right now, as we record this, it is 84 degrees, partly cloudy, and it feels like 84 because humidity is low. Well, yeah. I was like, when it feels like what the temperature says it is, that's when it's a little bit better. Yeah, although it's supposed to hit 90 the next three days, so ugh. Yeah. Ugh. We are uh, 61 degrees. Feels like 59. See, We're about to get some pleasant. rain, but, you know, whatevs. It that happens. Sounds nice. Um, before we hop into our big topic, I do want to let everyone know that our spring 2021 survey is, about, is available for you to take. And uh, we've done this, you know, a couple times a year through the last, oh my gosh, two and a half years? Two, two years? Two, three? Two years. Gosh. And, That's how long um, I've been gabbing a, with you. <laughs> yeah, it's a great opportunity for you to let us know um, some feedback on the show. If there are certain segments you like or want to hear more of, or just like if you're like, "Hey, Beth and Greg, stop talking. Yeah. Just get back, get quit, to the topic. Quit singing, girl." <laughs> yeah. If there are any guests you want to hear us chat with, yeah. that's a great opportunity for you to let us know there as well. It's very anonymous, and it's like I, we really will have no idea who you are. Yeah, so listen, honest, the interweb the interweb is a very large place, and there's a lot of people that are super popular that we don't even know about yet. So if you have people yeah. that you follow on some of the socials and you're like, oh, I'd love to hear from this person, give us a shout-out. We'll reach out and see if we can get them on the show. Yeah, so that's our pledge we'll, to you. We're bringing we all always... the things that you love to one place. We're the hub. Look at that. We're, we're, in, the trust, we're in the trust tree in the nest. <laughs> at the very least we will we will reach out i have no problem yeah. reaching out to people to be a guest and i i have been told no and i am okay with that and i'll keep mm-hmm. asking so yeah and we'll we'll have a list of all the people that have told us no no i'm just kidding uh yeah, we have we'll, our own we'll, we have a burn book for that <laughs> we do i actually i have a dartboard here where i print out their photo and i just you know chuck darts <laughs> right at I, the goal is always hit them right between the eyes <laughs> you work on commission right just yes <laughs> <laughs> so it's flower and garden season, obviously, right? We're about, I don't know, two weeks into flower and garden here at this point. Yeah. Um, hopefully you've seen some of the photos you posted on the That Parklet Podcast account. I'm sure you've seen them um, everywhere else because people love flower and garden. It's a really popular festival at Epcot. It's beautiful. Yeah. And we've come up with some blue sky imagineering ideas, things we want to mm-hmm. see as flower and garden enhancements. Um, and of course, if you're unfamiliar with the phrase blue sky imaginary or blue sky in general, it's just like, what's the most ideal if there are no limits? Mm-hmm. Um, if you could just kind of come up with whatever you want, what would that be? And that's what we have for you all today. Yes. Uh, I love flower and garden. It is gorgeous. It is a feast for your eyes, if you will. Oh my gosh, it is. I think you should kick us off this time. I feel like okay. I'm always kicking it off. So I want to hear one of yours. I would like to introduce something to the flower and garden future called the fairytale gardens. Oh. I think that there's some opportunity for characters from the Disney universe, the Disney animated universe, to um, bring some of their gardens to us. Almost mm-hmm. have like gardenscapes, landscapes, 
things that right. are representative or even sometimes even featured in the movies in which they were in. I mean, right, right off the bat, I'm like, you know whose garden I really want to see is Alice from Alice in yes. Wonderland. Like, we'll start there. So I actually chose a Queen of Hearts style yeah, thing okay, okay. to represent it would still Alice be in weird Wonderland. Enough. Now, yeah, and if you know about the international parks, you know that there's at least one that has an Alice in Wonderland area, a Queen of Hearts maze that you have to walk through. So I thought, okay, obviously Disney kind of has done this before, so it's like less of a stretch to kind maybe use that, work on it a little bit, reconfigure it, and bring it to Orlando. So I thought it would be cool to do a Queen of Hearts maze where the butterfly tent is, and if you don't know where that is right now, it's in that like grassy area between the land and the Imagination Pavilion. So it's not in World Showcase, it's in Future World, what is now currently called Future World. Mm -hmm. And the butterfly maze there, nothing wrong with it. I'm just trying to, you know, bring it bring it up a little bit. I think, okay, um, what would fit there in this Queen of Hearts maze would? And I thought, before you enter it, while you're in the queue, you could be using the Play Disney Parks app where you get to point your phone and you paint some roses red. Mm -hmm. And then obviously the queen gets upset as she did in the Alice in Wonderland movie and you get sent through the maze. Obviously there's no beheading here. There will be no threat of that. Instead, the, the queen banishes you to the, to the maze and is, of course is your goal to escape. Ah, okay. And I think it'd be cool along the way if you saw some of those, like those, the soldiers that look like the playing cards, right? Yeah. Um, if there's a big giant queen of hearts topiary, it's flower garden. I feel like we should have a nice mm -hmm. big, Queen of Hearts yeah. topiary out there and some like cool music while you're walking around the maze. Now I know that there's like a half hearted maze kind of a thing in the UK pavilion in the back where like that little gazebo is where the, right. the old British right. revolution like head, band is. Like yeah. So I don't want that. Like that's cool. Do whatever you want over there. And eventually that is supposed to become Mary Poppins area stuff, right? Who knows if that's really happening, but that was the original announcement a while ago before COVID. Yeah. And um, I want like a real deal. You kind of like, I don't want to be able to see over the maze. You want like full on pan Like if you're not about to have a panic attack, then it's not small enough is what you're saying. Yeah. If I come <laughs> out of there with dry underwear, it was not a good enough maze. <laughs> so, you know, they're in the play app. Maybe they could put hints and stuff or just a clear yeah. map for the adults because you don't right. want, you know, you don't want your kids to freak out if you need to get out and there, you know, there's doors <laughs> and stuff if you need to leave. But that's one thing I would like to see for these uh, fairy tale gardens. I was thinking too, you could have really cool photo ops at the end of yes. all these things. Yeah. So. Like I got out of the maze, you know, celebrate good times. Yeah. Come on. Um, so that's one thing I would want to see as part of the fairy tale gardens. Uh, I think it would be cool if Jasmine brought her courtyard garden scape mm -hmm. to, Epcot. Now yeah. it could, I guess, stylistically fit probably in the Morocco Pavilion, right? Because they already kind of right. have that Aladdin vibe over there. Yep. Yeah. And I think it'd be cool if they brought that big, like, flower cup shaped fountain that's in the mm -hmm. center of Jasmine's garden there that has the peacock water feature on it. I feel like that's yep. got to be easy enough to do. Yeah. And those, um, and if, if you're familiar with the garden there, which I guess I am now, uh, those big, like, tall, thin bushes that can flank the perimeter of this area, a spot for Raja to hang out because he's got to have a little. Right. His little area, maybe yeah. a little a little tiger bed or something. Um, and in the movie, while Jasmine's talking to Sultan in her courtyard, she goes over to like this bird cage thing and just yes. like pulls yeah. out a bird and you know is like petting it's it like or a whatever. Big, big birdhouse. Yeah, so like a big we can have a big birdhouse there as well, and there could be animatronics or just bird yeah. sounds. It doesn't you yeah. know even if it's if it's empty, it just makes it sound like there's. Well, it would be cool if there. it if it was like kind of how every on the hour something happens at. Um, yeah. It's a small world, like where the things open and some when the, of the clock birds opens come out and, and sing. Yeah. yeah, wouldn't that be fun? 
like a little little tiki, like Enchanted Tiki Room kind meets of, Small yeah. World meets yeah. Aladdin. Yeah. I think it's totally doable. And then one other like gardenscape, and this is a little bit of a twist on the concept, is for, and these are a couple, I feel like we could probably come up with a bunch. I have three total. Yeah. Um, for near the land and the seas pavilions, mm -hmm. there are some like little bodies of water, if you will. They're obviously man-made. And yes. now they have little floating um, planters in them, some of them mm -hmm. for a flower and garden. But instead of the floating planters, I think it would be cool if Ariel brought some of her under the sea life mm -hmm. to the yeah. surface and yeah. there'd be more of like a coral reef arrangement, right. like kind of half in the water, half sticking out so you could see it. Yeah. Like those, Either that those... or just or take that same vibe, but do it with Finding Nemo since Nemo's over well, there. I figured since Nemo already has his, like oh, Nemo okay. is already hanging out there and you can see his world mm -hmm. easily. You can't see ariel's world up close right. in epcot and you can in magic kingdom um but just so a what little, you're saying like is escape. nemo you can't sit with us <laughs> yeah, exactly you already um, have so your stuff go back go back yeah, to your go house there. stop being so let greedy. us have Jeez. our moment over here with our garden gosh nemo no wonder why your dad tried to lose you so <laughs> um some seedweed and stuff some starfish like all hanging out those big snaily things that are featured for sure in the voyage of little mermaid in hollywood yeah. studios you know what i'm talking about those yes. like, big things yeah. those could be out everywhere um, a fun Sebastian topiary, I feel like would be cool. Mm -hmm. um, and they don't have to go crazy and do like a kiss the girl scene because you already see that in Magic Kingdom. Yeah. But I think even like a little Prince Eric ship too, like to, a nice little like escape. You know what? Now that I'm saying this, kind of like if anyone's out there familiar with Disneyland, when you take that that boat, which I'm going to not remember the name of, that you go and see like little miniature versions of the different worlds of the animated uh, mm. Disney movies, kind mm -hmm. of maybe something similar like that. Um, just a little bit um, bigger in scale. Yeah. A little more specific things um, here. I think that'd be a cool way to bring the yeah. characters or like the Disney movies to life via flower and garden. Yeah. I mean, my, my brain is like going, I'm like, oh, think of what you could do with Mulan and what you yes. could do with Coco. And oh, Coco would be, look so Coco cool. Would be if they awesome. can make like a big bridge. Well, wait, the bridge is because you die, right? So, but anyway, yeah. if yeah. they could, <laughs> maybe don't do the death bridge. For Coco, I'm kind of thinking the whole like mausoleum thing in the movie, because isn't that what the big room is that he goes in and finds the guitar? Yeah. Like it's in the mausoleum. Like, you, I don't know. There's so many things I think you could do with that. So and it would be gorgeous. Bright flowers. Yeah. Yeah. Just with the bright colors. So. That's such a good idea. Okay, mine's not as cool as that, but we're going to well, talk about it anyway. <laughs> I know that sometimes they do classes and things like that. And so yeah. my my first thing that I put in there was to do a terrarium slash succulent workshops. Oh. So these would be workshops where you would come in. You could they would be you could sign up for them. Obviously, you would need to sign up for them. Um, but you could come in and they would be they would have like Disney themes included in putting like these arrangements together. So you know terrariums are like basically little ecosystems and glasses yeah. um and i just think you could add little disney touches in there but it, was, it would sort of be like this interactive like you're making these things um and you're learning as you go like you're learning about different things you're learning about soils and you're learning about like watering and it's kind of like planet friendly um yes. so i just feel like it could be sort of an educational thing as you do it and something fun to do so my idea is to like it would be broken down some of them would offer alcohol and some of them wouldn't. So some of them you could do with your family if you wanted to. But then I thought that some of them could be more exclusive to like adults. Whereas like, it's sort of a wine and paint. Like, have you ever done one of those wine and paint? Yeah. Things? This could be a make a crunk succulent. Or it would be like a, you know, succulent arrangements are really popular. So it would be sort of like a, Oh, it's in the shape of a Disney, like a Mickey head or just something 
um, along those lines where you would. If I'm drinking and I'm making a shape, it's not going to be a Mickey. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, the joy about that is like they would come pre kind of fabricated and you're just putting things together. Like a paint by number almost kind of. Sort of. of, Yeah. yeah. And it would be like a wooden thing that's already in the shape of it, but you're just like filling and making that thing. That's the safe. So I thought that'd be fun because I'm like, oh my gosh, that would be so fun. Because, you know, they have like. I mean, you can do paint, paint and wine. You can do candle making. Like, you, yeah. I mean, I've seen, like, I know people that do the um, succulent workshops or terrariums or whatever. And I just thought this would be a fun way to incorporate that um, as, like, an extra. And we all know, you know, Disney's always trying to make some money. So I just thought it would be, like, a fun extracurricular activity yeah. for people to sign up for and do. You could do it with your family if you wanted to. It could, you know, it could be a mother-daughter thing. It could be, you know, if, if you just want to take one of your kids or all your kids or whatever you want to do. Um, or it could just be a fun date night thing you do. I like that this is a hands-on thing and you mm-hmm. can walk away with something. Yes. And like, I don't know if we wound up doing a two different schools of Epcot thought, by the way, in our first two ideas. I don't know mm-hmm. if you're realizing this. So I, Greg, brought in like new age, we're bringing IP intellectual mm-hmm. property into the park. Yeah. And yeah. you went old school. I want yeah. um, Epcot to be a hands-on, like functional. We're going to learn while we yeah. are entertained. I think that's cool because I think that's, yeah. That's kind of like the the point of doing all this is two different schools. Yeah, of and I and I was like, they could all. I just feel like the educational part could be cool because that's when they can talk about. I mean, a lot of people don't know kind of what Disney does for environmental stuff. Yes. Like to, oh yeah. Like those are things that people. I mean, it's just not really talked about. Like you wouldn't know about it. I mean, you don't really know about conservation until you go to Animal Kingdom and you hear somebody like after a class or do it. So I just thought it'd be another fun way to, to kind of get that information out there. Yeah. Talk I agree. about how they recycle and all of those things. Yeah, and, they, and I'm sure they talk a little bit about use of plants and stuff at the land or the behind-the-seeds mm-hmm. tour and stuff. Yeah. But you're right. Anytime they have, they can open the door and talk more about what they do to help preserve things across the world. I think that's cool. Yeah. I thought it would be cool to do a ride overlay as part mm-hmm. of a potential flower and garden oh, enhancement, okay. right? Because yeah. Epcot really doesn't get ride overlays no they obviously we get a few of them ish over in in magic kingdom obviously we get jingle cruise and then for the christmas and halloween season they did like alternate like theming kind of like at at haunted mansion nope at space mountain they like did the lights extra and they had red and green you know lights flashing for christmas and at uh teacups they like did extra lighting and fog and stuff but i thought it would be cool to have an overlay at an epcot attraction that's flowery and gardeny (laughs) And the land pavilion already has the living with the land. So I feel Mm -hmm. like there's really no need to do an uh, an overlay because they're already like, they're already pro garden, right? Like we kind of, we know that's their shit. They're pro plants and seeds. Yes. So I thought let's keep it in the land pavilion, but do a ride overlay at Soren. So I know that there are a lot of Soren purists out there and this Mm -hmm. is not to to rattle you, right? (laughs) However, I think what they did with Soren over California and Soren over the world, no. Soaring around the world, mm-hmm. where you get to go to all these places, um, continue that, and even if it's just a few of these, or make this all flower and gardeny stuff, mm-hmm. I feel like it would make sense to have like three or four of the scenes be flower and gardeny. Fine, but I think it would be cool for Soren to take us to some worldwide, internationally famous gardens. And by the way, I don't know a whole lot of internationally famous gardens. I don't no. want to make it seem like I did. Right. But when I Googled world yeah. famous gardens turns out that there obviously are plenty of them to choose from and they're popular people love going to these places there are some in america that are like beautiful mm-hmm. 
I thought like, well, if I don't know that, there's probably yeah. other people like me that are also unaware of, of all these gardens and stuff. And I'm probably not going to make it to all of them. So it'd be cool if Disney could bring me through them the same way that they do, you know, for five seconds as you get to fly over mm-hmm. um, these gardens. But I thought some of the ones I wanted to mention that I thought would be cool to go to would uh, first would be the New York Botanical Garden. 50 different gardens and collections with a Crystal Palace style greenhouse. And yeah. we talked about that Crystal yes. Palace style greenhouse in our Why Do They Call It That episodes. I can't remember if it was one or two, where we talked about the inspiration, the visual inspiration mm-hmm. for what is now the Crystal Palace restaurant yeah. in Magic Kingdom. I'm like, what a great kind Way of like reference or tie in. Yeah, like, oh, that looks familiar. Oh, I wonder if that. And they can even maybe, you know, mention that when you're in the queue. So that kind of thing. And then there's the. I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher this, which Can't is almost wait. the name of Can't it. Wait. The Butchart the but the Butt Chart Gardens. <laughs> butt Chart Gardens in British Columbia, Canada. It's 135 <laughs> acres of land once used by a cement company. And I thought this one was interesting mm. to pick because think about how it was one thing, a cement company grounds, right. and now it's this huge botanical garden. Yeah. And if that's not similar to what Disney World and right. even Epcot is, I don't know what is. Um they have a bunch of stuff and they have seven hundred plus varieties of plants um and uh, you know there's worldwide stuff here there's the garden of versailles i thought would be interesting yeah. too yeah. it's old it's from the 1600s 250 acres of flowers lakes statues grasslands woods just like all these cool things Gorgeous. when you look at these photos you're like oh yeah. these are beautiful i'm never gonna make it there i'm curious if the biltmore ever came up in your search it did the biltmore okay. in Asheville, north carolina yes. and i didn't want to do too many from america no so I tried but that's to like an some. it's like an hour from me so i was curious if it came up yes yeah, yeah I, I was going to ask, actually, if you had been to that, assuming mm-hmm. that, you know, I mean, you're close I haven't been when it's been in bloom. We've always gone yeah. at Christmas time because the Biltmore at Christmas time is incredible because they do like oh, a candlelight. You do like it's a candlelight tour through the house and it's Oh, my awesome. goodness. Yeah, it's gorgeous. My goodness. And I just think like imagine doing Soren with this yeah. in it, even if it's two yeah. or three of these, you know, and then it's the regular s- cities across the world. But imagine what the scents would be like when they're pumping right. out those flowery scents. And oh God, I, was, I bet you would smell so good. Yeah, it'd be great. That would be fun. Although some Doug would be like, smells like old lady. <laughs> <laughs> and would he be wrong? Like, no, he would not. He wouldn't be wrong, but you know, whatever. <laughs> I like that idea. All right, get on it, Disney. All right, my second one is a foraging in nature scavenger hunt. Ooh. So I thought it would be fun because they always do kind of scavenger hunts for the kids and stuff. Um, you know, like for the... Uh, Festival of the Arts, they do like the figment where you go around in all the different places and you're looking for figment with the paintbrush or whatever and different things. So I kind of went off that idea, and but I thought this would be kind of another uh, educational thing, sort of something where we can learn a little bit. Um, you will learn as you go, and you'll learn about foraging in nature around the world showcase. So the idea is that you'll learn what to look for. Like, here are things that you can eat. Here are things that you should stay away from. Um, I mean, you know, just even as simple as like poison ivy, like... yeah. What is it? Leaves of, uh, leaves of five, stay alive. Leaves of three, leave it be. Like just things like that. I don't know if you've ever ever heard that. Greg. I don't know. I'm gonna not stay alive because I don't know the difference. Yeah. Um. So the idea is that you will learn these things, but I thought to kind of how they would tie it in is they will have different like pathways and stuff in the world showcase. So uh, as far as like what their terrain is, so like obviously if it's like a desert terrain, then you'll have some of those like terrains that'll be on the ground. Like that's what you'll be looking for. Um, there'll be mountains in Canada, like just different terrains in that force that way. And then, uh, the other thing is that the things you'll be looking for are things that are native to those, those different countries as well. 
So okay. you'll be like learning. This. Yeah. So you'll be learning about like plants and things that you can look for that forage in nature or whatever, but they will also be like the added educational pieces that those are, um, native to those different countries. So you're just learning more about the countries as well. I mean, to think about it for a Christmas, they do like the, how those countries celebrate either Christmas mm-hmm. or like the holiday that is similar to Christmas. Right. Frost. Right. So it's the same kind of thing, except instead you're learning more about nature the garden culture yeah the yeah. nature yeah of uh, of those countries i think that's cool because i was like what other you know what other festival would you be able to really do that so well i like it i i want this blue sky flower and garden to happen now i know disney well we know they listen to our podcast so maybe they'll take some of our ideas and <laughs> yes i'll be sure to bring it up yeah my week at my uh, monthly meeting with bob with the bobs bob Iger, bob chapek i'll bring it up but you know what guys listen Let's go. Let's revisit episode 118 of that Park Guys, Life podcast we have some where we ideas. talk about stuff. We have yeah. some ideas. Did you listen I don't to think the pod this week? No, you didn't listen. You need to go back and listen and then call me. <laughs> go, go back and listen right now, Bob. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just, I love the festivals and they always have so many things. I mean, there's so many things that they offer that most of us don't even know about. Um, yeah. But I, I thought these. I thought these were all great ideas. So yeah, I, I'm proud of us. Now I'm going to be judging it. I'm going to be like, well, call me when you guys get all these things on board. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of traveling around the world showcase. Yes. Why don't you travel the world with your lovely key fobs from world traveler trading co. And you can save some money with our promo code, which is that park life, that park life. Um, if you're not on board with the key fobs yet, you need to get on board. All kinds of things. There's Marvel ones. There's plenty from Epcot, by the way. I mm-hmm. see, right here, I see a Soren, the vintage Epcot one that we gave out as part of our yeah. trivia night a couple of weeks ago. Plenty with the Spaceship Earth design. And that's just Epcot. Obviously, all four parks are represented and a bunch of characters you know and you love. And you can save a little money using that. That's right. That good old. That park life. Let's get to some news. Yeah. We you each got go a first? nug today. Yeah. We got a little, little nugs. Um, so Disney has announced that they are going to be launching later this year their Magic Mobile service. So this will be a convenient Ooh. new way to experience Walt Disney World Resort. More ways that you can be, that you can do all your things, but easier and less, you having to touch less things. Does that yeah. make sense? It makes sense. And you don't have to worry about accidentally forgetting your Magic Band. Because if you do, oh, right. you can still get into the park, which is very handy. Yes. Because um, I don't know about you, but I've been in that position a couple of times. Uh, where I just started, like, always trying to carry an extra one. Because I'm like, I don't, or this one doesn't work. And I don't want to have to go to a booth and figure it out. So I carry a second one. It's just extra things you have to carry. But basically, uh, they're going to be launching this in phases starting later this year. You know how Disney do. They like to do phases of things. It's a contactless way to access Magic Band features like theme park entry through the power of your iPhone, Apple Watch, or other smart devices. Uh, you'll be able to create a Disney Magic Mobile Pass through your Disney Experience app. Um, and then you can like add it to your smart devices, digital wallet, stuff like that. So they said it works like magic. Most features will be available just by holding up your smart device near an access point. So the picture that they showed is basically you're holding your phone up to the turnstile. Like instead of like holding your hand up to do the magic band, you would just hold your phone up at the turnstile, which I think would be probably way. I'm sure parents are like, thank you, Jesus, because (laughs) it, I mean, when you have little kids, it is a little bit like it's, it's fun, but it's also like, okay, we need to get through because we're like trying to do things and we're holding people up or whatever. Yeah. Um, so it'll take care of that as well. Guests may choose to use Disney Magic Mobile Services or a Magic Band. Okay, so this isn't going to be in replacement. That's another thing that I guess they wanted to be clear of. Like, they're not replacing the Magic the magic Bands, but you can use both. 
So if you still want to do the magic bands, like that's part of the experience for you, you can still do that. Um, cause they said they'll also be introducing more magic bands with trendy new colors and fun designs featuring mm-hmm. Disney characters, um, soon. I have one news item. It's a big deal. We probably mm-hmm. already heard about it, but, um, I want to bring it up because the official uh, description of Remy's Ratatouille adventure mm-hmm. is on the Disney website. So we know that it's open. <laughs> oh, we'll do an official one. Okay. Thank you. There we go. So we know it's officially opening on October 1st. Mm-hmm. We'll get to opinions on the date in a minute. Yeah. But um, officially, this is how Disney describes the attraction. Okay. In this 4D ride experience, join Chef Remy on a daring culinary caper that will captivate all your senses as you zip, dash, and scurry through the bustling kitchen, dining room, and walls of Gusto's famous Paris restaurant, C'est Magnifique. Ooh. Sound so fancy. So fancy. So fancy. Um, so here's the thing. Uh, I don't mind the opening date, right? Like I yeah. originally was like, oh, that seems like it's so far away. Oh, from, I immediately from was now. like, bah, bah, bah. <laughs> I mean, I understand it, but I'm like, guys, we've been talking about this. Like it was supposed to be last spring. Why? So here's, here's a deep thought from Greg. Okay. And maybe not everyone's ready to handle this, but I'm saying it. Ultimately, this is a business and they make decisions, not because it's a decision that we, the guest wants to hear. It's a decision that like the company has to make, mm-hmm. right? Now, if I were the company and I obviously am not, not only am I not the company, but they told me not to work for them anymore. But mm-hmm. anyway, um, I would I would also do this because right now it's such a, we're, I still feel like we're in such a really strange time where, you know, vaccines, they got a rolling out. That seems to be the thing. Yeah. But we're still not out of this, right? Yeah. And I know that not everyone is confident in travel. So I assume that they have their numbers of people who, of guests who are booking for resorts, you know, now through the end of the year. And they probably can see, if I had to guess, yeah. that there's probably not a lot of attendance happening right now. Right. Um, so they're probably trying to do everything they can to turn around their next fiscal year. And by the way, Disney's fiscal year starts on October 1st, mm-hmm. which by the way, it makes sense. Right. Because right. the company, you know. But so all of this just makes sense in my mind that they're waiting to strike while the iron is a little more hot than it is now mm-hmm. to guarantee more people. And there are going to be a lot of guests, a lot of guests who um, are going to get vaccinated in the next two months are going to want to travel to Disney in October for flower and for food and wine. Mm-hmm. And they're going to want to go to Magic Kingdom potentially on opening day right. for the 50th anniversary and right now opening day is booked solid you can't go yeah. to magic kingdom yeah and the second october 2nd is starting to book up too so think about that this is similar to when they opened up galaxy's edge that year in 2019 they also had flower and garden start on the same day right so you know they just were cranking it yeah that weekend let's just say and from there on so i have a feeling that's that's what's being done here and in addition to all of that if you look at the little tiny area back there in france Obviously, they didn't build that attraction to be socially distant proof, right? right? They built it to be every other attraction. So I don't, we don't know what the line on the inside looks like. I maybe they're trying to make it so that they can have a higher capacity. They won't have to do the six feet distance, maybe, or they don't want to have to do a uh, virtual boarding right. queue like they do for rides the resistance. I don't know if they were planning on that or not because they didn't do it for Mickey and Minnie's, but. You've seen photos, I'm sure, out there of what the queue looks like for Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Mm -hmm. That thing is taking up the entire space where the big Fantasia hat used to. Like, it's a lot of space that it's taking up. So where would those people go? Like, it would spill out into, I don't even know where they would go because the 
the walkways are short. So as, as much as I want that ride to open like tomorrow, I was think, well, you know, they don't have to do what they just do what they want. I don't know. I like, know. I, I, for yeah. some reason, like I have to remind I myself. It. I mean, okay. all those things do make sense. They're probably waiting yeah. for international travel thoughts. to get a little bit busier too. Yes. I mean, whatever, Greg, why can't you just agree with me? <laughs> well, that's, that's all of like the, that's the sensible part, part of me thinking. Right. Yeah. And then like the other part is like, well, man, I really want to do it. However, the selfish part of me is like, awesome. So now hopefully I'll be rehired and I could do a cast preview because I'm yeah. probably not going to be able to do it when it's actually open. Right. Cause right. I'm not going on opening day. I feel like I, yeah. I don't like to subject myself to large crowds like that. Pandemic aside, I just don't really feel comfortable. Well, and doing your that. your friend Beth would really love to do a cast preview with you. I mean, I'm just saying. Probably can't. I mean, I did a cast when we did the cast preview for Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. It was no guests and no phone. You yeah. had to put your phone in a bag. Yeah. Like you couldn't Which even. Which is weird though because Galaxies wasn't like that. The difference um, for us, anyway, was that Galaxy's Edge already existed in California. Oh, so, like, yeah. Okay. People can already like... see it. I don't know how it was handled there. And don't forget, the Ratatouille ride already exists in Disneyland right. Paris. So maybe right. they'll be a little less secretive That's about true. it. That's true. They're like, just Google it. Anyway, Greg's done rambling now. Let's uh, go back in time and talk about some Disney history. All right, what you got? What you got? I'm going all the way back to 1997. Oh. Um, so in light of this week being St. Patrick's Day week, uh, Disney World's Pleasure Island tr was transformed into Pleasure Ireland for St. Patrick's oh. Day. The first thousand guests received free party favors, and the night is filled with games, including a contest to find the best Irish jig dancer. Oh, I thought that, that was very. I thought it was very interesting. Uh, but yeah, I was like, I forgot. It's like... Um, St. Patrick's Day is coming up, so I didn't realize that they had like done this whole overlay thing for Pleasure Island. Pre Pleasure Ireland. Pleasure Island. That's like sounds like a video I've seen somewhere. Mm -hmm. um. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Um, I'm gonna take us all the way back. Listen, sometimes we travel so far I back know. in time that it, like you, you spin around. We're gonna go all the way back to the year 2020. Mm. This week, a year ago, Walt Disney World Wild. Parks closed their doors uh, for what wound up being quite a, quite quite some time. Disneyland, yes. as you know, still yes. not currently operating. Um, the resorts themselves, at least the Disney Vacation Club resorts, didn't wind up opening until June, June 22nd. Yeah. Greg was it's there. Crazy! It's crazy that it's already and, been a year. Uh, yeah, and Magic Kingdom was the first park to reopen. Obviously, that was July 11th. Mm -hmm. And just a little bit of, of insight for you as someone who was working at the time, you know, for Disney. Nicole and I were um, both working for Disney Vacation Club, and we worked in the same location. We didn't do the same role, but we worked in the same location. And uh, we were working together in the same location for about a year. And we didn't normally, like, we didn't get to go to lunch together a lot. We kind of had different schedules. Um, and I was a 10 hour shift and she was generally an eight. So like, it just kind of never really lined up. But on this day on the, on, uh, March 15th of, of last mm. year, we, we knew it was different this time around. Like this yeah. might be the last time, um, at least for a couple of weeks is what right. we thought. Right. Um, so let's like, let's, let's make this count. So we coordinated to have our lunch together. We hopped in a Pargo, AKA a golf cart. And, uh, what's nice about where we worked at, Saratoga Springs Resort and Spa is it's a very, very short drive, especially if you don't have to take the main road to get to Disney Springs. 
So we took the, we took our little Pargo over there and we got our lunch at Deluxe Burger and we had what was mm. essentially our last lunch together. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, just doesn't look like we're going to wind up working together, especially in those roles since they don't exist anymore. Yeah. Um, and that was our thing. And then um, that was our last meal and we took a nice little picture of us to like commemorate it, mm-hmm. thinking it would be a couple of weeks. Right. And then when Disney World uh, finally reopened and Springs reopened, our first meal was at Deluxe Burger. So we made sure we yeah. bookended the closure of uh, the parks and stuff. Yeah. Good deal. And that was incidentally the last day that Nicole worked. I had gone back to work, as many of you know, right. June through September. But a lot of people that we know, including Nicole and all, and literally everyone she works with, it's been a year now that they No, We made it a year, guys. Worked. We made it a year. We made it. Well, I, I we physically made it. Mentally, I don't know where With, I am. Yeah, mentally. Physically, I'm here. Mentally, it's like the 537th day of, you know, March, basically. Yeah, well, <laughs> last much. year. Last year, but whatever. March round two. Yeah. Um, so we talked about in the beginning of the episode, we have a guest. Before we bring Brian on, Beth, I thought... You know what? I think well, it's a good idea to bees. have. That was a lot of bees in a row there. <laughs> before we so. before we bring Brian on, um, I thought it would be a good idea to just refresh everyone's memory of his story because you might have seen him on YouTube because it has like ten mm-hmm. ish million views, and there's a million view TikTok or maybe more. I don't know. It's a lot. It's there's millions of eyeballs that have seen this video. So, um, in case you haven't seen it or it's been a while because it was about five years ago, here's a little bit of Brian's story as told by Brian on his TikTok. Hi, I bet you're wondering why I'm crying like a baby in front of the Dark Lord of the Sith himself, so here's what happened. It's 2015 and my wife Taylor and I are enjoying a trip to Disney World, and here I am watching the Jedi Training Academy. This is Chelsea, a cast member who approached me after the show. More on her in a sec. She says that for Disney's biggest fans, they like to spread some extra magic and I totally bought it. I was super nervous, I didn't know what to expect, and the next thing I knew, I was getting a rare photo op with Vader and two stormtroopers. My nerd self was glowing. Taylor stepped in, handed me a gift, and it was at this moment, it all clicked. Inside the bag was a onesie that said, judge me by my size to you. We were going to be parents. You were going to be parents. What an exciting moment. Welcome to the show, Brian. Welcome, Brian. Thank you. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Of course. Listen, it's just, you know, here, there I was, a grown man crying, (laughs) watching a TikTok of a grown man crying. And I thought, what has my life become? Here I am. Well, and the the biggest part of that is that neither of us want kids. <laughs> so we were he was like, I don't even want kids. <laughs> Both of our spouses like we're all on board and here I am childless weeping. There's some there's something about a big bearded man crying that's just like it, <laughs> right? it hits you in the that's feels. True too. It works. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I have a lot of questions. So yes. bear bear with me here. So obviously when you go to Disney, you expect a little magic here and there. And then you got like this big magical moment. And that's something that we're really looking to highlight here. And you're like our first real story at where we get to highlight a cast member making some magic for some guests. And I just want to know a little bit about what was going through your mind at that moment. Because we see the TikTok. We see the YouTube. We can tell you're like, what's going on here? But then all yeah. of a sudden, Darth Vader and some stormtroopers go out. <laughs> and I'm just I'm so curious. Like, what was going through your mind? like 15 minutes before this happened we went to go see the indiana jones live live show and my wife Mm -hmm. taylor uh goes to the bathroom and takes pretty much the entire show to go to the bathroom well what i (laughs) don't realize is she's setting all of this up and i am as clueless as can be and so we come out of the live show and the jedi show is about to get started and she's like hey we should watch this because we never have and a clueless me, 
I was like, oh yeah, sure. We always uh, walk right past it. I guess this one time we right. should watch it. It just worked out really well for her. Um, and she's filming and, uh, it. Yeah. Yes, exactly. But it, that kind of helps because I'm always holding a GoPro anytime I go to Disney. So mm-hmm. that, that did help her for sure. But here's the crazy part is I noticed something is going on because a few people look a little bit more important in the in the audience and what i didn't Mm -hmm. know until after all of this is that that was the final show for the main actress before they were going to shut it down and redo it because then they were building uh the star wars area um that is over by like disney junior not even galaxy's edge this is before oh, the launch bay um, launch bay yes so there yeah. were yeah. this is the last day of those shows and that specific show mm-hmm. that we watched was that actress's last show so there were wow. important people in the crowd watching this this lady who was you know this was i think she'd been doing it for 10 something years uh in that role um so i caught on to something happening but I don't know, maybe that helped the fact that I did not catch on the fact that other people were in the crowd looking at me right. and saying, like, right. there's the guy. We got to we gotta snipe him and get him afterwards. Um, as soon as she comes over and says something, I'm like, what's going through your mind right then? Because, I mean, yeah. you're like, oh, okay. Like, right, yeah, I, right. I am a big fan. Who told you? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm wearing a Force Awakens shirt. And so I was like, oh, I, I'm wearing the shirt. I am special. Um, yeah. <laughs> which... <laughs> everyone's wearing a star wars shirt um yeah. you're like no, she I, picked the big bearded man over this child yeah, that was standing exactly. over there i don't know <laughs> i am completely clueless still i just i honestly thought like oh this is just really nice of them and I, it's it's really when you you know obviously um you look back at it and you think you i totally should have figured this out but it was it was not until i opened the bag and noticed that the shirt inside the bag did not fit me that I realized. Right. <laughs> yeah. Cause if, if you notice, I, I reach my hand in and that's when I realize I, I don't even have to pull it out. I just mm-hmm. am fully aware that this piece of cloth cloth is not big enough for me. Right. Um, and that's yes. when it, that's when it hit. Um, you can literally see that moment. Yeah. I'm glad it wasn't like a sweater for a dog and she was trying to tell you that y'all are adopting a dog <laughs> oh, or something. That would have <laughs> been, been awkward. Or it was a sweat rag. She's like, boy, you're sweaty. <laughs> Please wipe yeah. your sweat off before it. Absolutely. Uh, um, and what, then... I think that's what got me was like, he didn't even pull it out of the bag yet. And he, already, I guess he knew. Yeah. I guess he knew what was going on. Yeah, right, right. No, that's, 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 that's when it clicked for sure. And then we find out in the rest of that TikTok, I didn't play the whole thing, that you wind up meeting back up with that cast member, Chelsea, Mm-hmm. who yes. uh, gets to meet your daughter, Willow, about a year later or so, right? Yes. Uh, yeah, and it's been great. We've actually, um, you know, the video the video blew up, and Chelsea found us uh, through Facebook, um, and we have been in touch since, even to this day. Um, a couple of years ago, just me and ta- my wife Taylor went to go, and we and we got to go see Chelsea, um, and we, we went this past... Uh, well, we went in January, but, um, unfortunately okay. we, we don't have to get into it, but unfortunately Chelsea, uh, has been furloughed, uh, you know, through the, this whole oh. pandemic. Yeah. But, um, yes. so, but we still talk to her, like, even to this day, I still see her commenting on my TikToks. Um, she's 100% like we absolutely call her the fairy godmother for sure. Oh yeah. my goodness. 
That's so cool. She does. She shows up outside your house when you least yeah. expect it. Oh my god, Chelsea! <laughs> she That's saw her in fine. the window like, one time. The... <laughs> it was really cool. <laughs> what what she did for us um, really is yeah, just insanely special. So uh, we owe a lot yeah. uh, a lot to her for sure. So what did like? How did this all play out? Like Taylor, she told you she was going to the bathroom, but like what what did she actually do? Because I, I guess yeah. when we were originally talking about this, I thought, oh, she set this up before y'all even like got That's there. That's what I thought too. Yeah. Okay. But now it seems this... almost like it was a scramble to be like, hey, I need to find someone really quickly. Hurry up. I'm having a baby. <laughs> no joke. She found out the night before we were oh, going okay. to Hollywood Studios. We are we are That's on so Disney cool. property. Before we left to go on our Disney trip, she was not pregnant. <laughs> like the day before we left <laughs> right. for this big trip. The night before right. we go to Hollywood Studios, because she had the idea of like Hollywood Studios would be the perfect place to tell him being mm-hmm. being the, the Star Wars nerd that I am. Um, no joke. She found out the night before. And so she just figured out this is the best time to maybe make this happen. She found um, a cast member and she w- the cast member was very confused on what Taylor yeah. was requesting. <laughs> And the cast yeah. member went and, you know, found the right person. And Chelsea was in charge um, of Chelsea was her, her, her role at the time was basically making sure um, cast members were able to fill the uh, outfits, the costumes um, uh, pretty much. I gotcha. think most, if okay. not all of Hollywood studios. Um, but yeah, they found um, Chelsea and um, the cast mm-hmm. members who made that happen, Darth Vader and the stormtroopers. This was during their lunch break. Um, they did not have to do this. Okay. Um, yeah. And uh, everyone, once they heard what was happening, everyone was like, yeah, on like uh, everyone was on board, um, which is just, yeah. and again, this is the final show, the final day for this right. show, the final right. uh, actual show of that actress. Um, that's, that's insane to me. Dude, this is the reason why we have a podcast about Disney. This is the reason why I moved from the Northeast to the Orlando area to be in Disney all the time. It's why I started to work yeah. for Disney pre-COVID. And <laughs> the fact that you were able to, uh, that Taylor was able to find a cast member who found who that person needed to find to make it happen. And then hearing that some that some work was done kind of uh, pro bono here. And they made some magic for you is like, for me, the reason why like all of my life has kind of funneled itself into Disney. So I think it's so cool that these things are still happening. And this was a couple of years ago. Um, but, you know, they're still happening these days and we're still talking about it these days. And it is the best. I Absolutely. think it's such a it's such a cool thing we all get to be a part of. Dresses me out like knowing how quickly she had to do all that because in my head I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm stressed out just thinking about her being like, okay, I got to find someone. I got to get this onesie. I got to get like, I need you to get these people out here and make sure you can find some people in the costume. Like, <laughs> yeah. So you, kudos, you just reminded to me, kudos to her. You, you just reminded me. She did have to go buy that onesie during that bathroom break. Right. So, um, yeah. yeah. I think um, was, so she had to buy the onesie at that time too. That's correct. So shout out to Chelsea, wherever you are. And, um, she's not alone yeah. with cast members who were on furlough mm-hmm. and cast members like Chelsea. You could tell from the video, She's coming back, right? It's a matter of yeah. time. There's there's no way that there's not a spot for her left at Disney. And I say that as someone myself who has been laid off from the pandemic and a whole bunch of people I know, like, it's just a matter of time. And I and I have faith that someone in her position and someone with that level of character, she'll, she'll be fine. I know yeah. it's just a matter yeah. of getting there. That said, Absolutely. you um, have so many interesting things on your TikTok. 
And yeah. I, I just want to know two things. One, I've always wanted to ask someone who had like a semi-viral video. Um, I don't want to ask you, did your life change? Because it probably didn't because you're a regular guy, it seems. Unless you're going to tell me you're some celebrity and I didn't know it. But, <laughs> you know, 10 million views, all of a sudden, all these people see your face. So, uh, you know, you, it kind of brings a little bit more attention to your life. Did anything like big or weird happen with any of that? The best um, being noticed in public story is the following year. Um, so this would this would be Willow, who is our who is who is our uh, she's four years old now. Um, I think at mm -hmm. the time Willow was eight months. I'm I'm probably totally wrong there. Eight to nine months. Um, so this is you know the 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 trip that Chelsea gets to meet Willow for the first time. Uh, we are in Epcot of all parks, so not even Hollywood Studios, where maybe we would be mm -hmm. more recognized. Um, we are in Epcot. Yeah, someone you, walks you fit by. the scene there. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And I'm probably wearing a Star Wars shirt and probably crying just because I'm in, you know, in Hollywood <laughs> studios. Um, someone yeah. walks by and just kind of turns around real, real quick and was like, hey, are you the guy with the baby? And I, it, that made sense <laughs> to me. And I was like, yeah, yeah the yep. baby's over there. The baby's over there, too. Yeah. And he was like, oh, it was already born. And I was like, man, so he, I mean, maybe he just saw the video for the first time. Just saw it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the fact that he like and it and by the way, now that I'm uh, remembering the scene, we were in Mexico and it was like dark. It was like at night and like mm. completely different park. He noticed he us. Recognized you. That was weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. But obviously, yeah. I had a big smile on my face because that was also. Oh very yeah, of cool. course. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be a cool moment. Um, so let's talk about your movie library. I feel like we can't go. <laughs> talking to you without asking you about this room. So for people who don't follow you on TikTok, which by the way, make sure you're following him on TikTok. We'll put all of your information in the description of this episode so people can follow along. Um, but just, just tell just tell people what it is, how, how it came to be. And exact. And if you have a rough estimate as to how many items are in this room. Yeah. So um, quick, quick, just like background on me. I have been a quote unquote filmmaker since I was 12. I've been making short films since I was 12. I'm in love with movies. I have a film reel tattooed on my arm. I'm that kind of cliche movie guy. Um, but <laughs> yeah. I grew up with my parents collecting VHS and we had a closet mm -hmm. full of VHS. And when I started getting older and realizing, you know, in four years, I'm going to be out of this house, I should probably start my own collection as well. And mm -hmm. um, so I, I started uh, 2002 or 2003. I can't really remember, but that's when I started my DVD collection and have since collected DVDs. I still collect them to this day. I actually sometimes prefer yeah. them over Blu-ray, mainly just because of price. Wow. Um, but as yeah. of yeah. now, and I haven't counted um, entirely, but we literally just finished these nice Ikea shelves to put them up and display them. Mm -hmm. But as of now, I am fairly certain I'm knocking on the door of 3,000 DVDs that are taking up Holy half, man. Holy. half of our living how room How do you downstairs. pick what you want to watch? That's like overload well, for me. I'm like, how I would never be yeah. able to pick something to watch. Yeah. Um, That'd be tough. You know, different. You can throw a dart. You can have Willow just blindly pick a <laughs> That's movie. True. Um, That's true. Yeah. Do you, now, how well, do you, you have know, them sectioned off? Do you have them... Are they alphabetical? Do you have them sectioned by genre? Like, what's your... Yeah, both. Uh, alphabetical by genre. And there is a uh, a folder that is hanging on the wall 
where you can look at the entire list if you don't want to stare at the DVDs. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Now, when are you going to teach Willow about what um, about Blockbuster? You're going to give her like a history <laughs> lesson on what Blockbuster is because she basically she's kinda, is living it at this point. Yeah, she's kind of living in one, isn't she? Um, You're like, yeah. Blockbuster shut down, and then we got all of their movies, and that's what's downstairs in the basement. <laughs> no, no joke. I would, I would say a third. I would say a third of them are from closed down blockbusters family videos yeah um movie galleries uh i just happen wherever Mm -hmm. i go i happen to to find the closing down rental stores which is super depressing but i of course got to gain a lot from them still happening um so did your did your parents have all the like disney vhs's like did you have a bunch of disney vhs's because you know those are like super rare these days yeah, yeah. Um, I, I would say all of them. My parents were Disney fans and James Bond fans. So we had every James oh, Bond nice. and we had every Disney. Yeah. Um, and, you know, of course, they, they taught me well. Not only did I watch the classics, uh, the classic cartoons, but I also grew up with mm-hmm. all the Kurt Russell uh, Disney films and Swiss Family Robinson. Yeah. And, you know, those kids that, that sound the same. They all all the kids sound the same back then. Um, cause a lot of yeah. them were all in those same movies. Um, yeah. So I have a lot of memories watching all those classics as well. And I'm assuming you have all the star Wars things. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Like, <laughs> classic. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Matter of fact. Yeah. Yep. I got, I got the tattoos. Oh, there yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah. We came across a, um, it was a VHS box set of like the original, uh, trilo- I think it was the original trilogy that we saw, like without the CGI right. stuff. So yeah, it's right yeah. There. Look, we were like, and Brian's we... pointing to it. He's got it. Yeah, of course he's got we were it. like, should we buy this? I don't know. Should we? But I feel like it is a collector's item for sure. So yeah, it really is. It's, he's like, I'd, uh, ra- he's like, I'd rather watch that. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, right. I have an idea for you and your daughter. I think it'd be fun yes. if you put on a blue vest, put a blue vest on her. And you can tell her that she's working at Blockbuster. I make it seem like yeah. it. And then you ask for a DVD and she has to go find it. And then you give her money. And then it's like she she is working at a Blockbuster. That could Basically. be a Halloween yeah. costume idea. That could be a TikTok yeah. idea. There you go. You're that's how she's going to learn her ABC. That's how she learned the alphabet. She Make it a learning experience. Finding, yeah. Exactly. You know? um, and I'll kind of like get to, to relive the memories of the rental store. And just forget about the corner of the Fine. video rental store that you have to be 18 and older to get into. <laughs> yeah. So no. Don't go if you want to follow uh, Brian and see his uh, massive video library, you can do so. It's all over his TikTok. The, the soon as you go on there, you'll see. Because yeah. um, you're having, it looks like you're having your followers name a random title, and then sure enough, you go and get it off your shelf, yeah. which is kind of cool. Again, we'll put all yeah. your information in this uh, episode description so people can find you easily. Thanks so much for chatting with us. Yeah. Thanks for Absolutely. sharing all your Disney magic stories. Do you have anything coming up on your TikTok or YouTube that we should uh, keep our eyes peeled for? You know, uh, my YouTube has just kind of been sitting there stagnant, but I definitely want to get back to it because uh, the, the kind of nice thing about having a video go viral is people subscribe to your YouTube despite not posting to the YouTube that much. Um, and yeah. uh, I really want to kind of pick that back up. So, um, yeah, I would love for the YouTube to get start you know get started again i was just happy that you'd have at least one earnest title in your collection ernest goes to camp is my favorite i think you pulled oh. out ernest saves christmas or something but ernest or ernest rides again one of the favorite. two yeah right right crazy that's my yeah <laughs> anyway 
Uh, thanks for chatting with us, and uh, we will keep our eyes peeled near YouTube for its resurgence. But until then, we will make sure we're all following you on TikTok. Yeah. Oh, that's perfect. That that's so that's so nice of you all. Thank you. If you follow someone like Brian on TikTok, mm-hmm. on Instagram, on Facebook, or someone you know personally had a magical moment like that, let us know. We want to hear about it. Find us on Instagram at that park that podcast or email us or whatever, and let us know a magical moment you want us to uh, walk through. I got a quote. To end our episode, as always, coming your way. Again, you can follow us on Instagram at That Park Life Podcast, or my personal account is at The Disney Greg. You can follow me at The Healthy Hot Mess. If you liked what you heard today, please feel free to like, subscribe, head over to iTunes, leave us a review over there. Five star reviews help the most. And even better than that is leaving us a little bit of review, a little, as Beth would say, a little hey, hey. A little hey, hey, and a whoop, whoop. <laughs> yes, as to uh, you know, why you gave us that review. Again, don't forget to keep your eyes peeled for registration for our Disney trivia mm-hmm. night coming up next Join week. Us. Registration opens up free this prizes, week on y'all. Free Thursday prizes. evening. Theme is Hollywood Studios. Mm, studios. Hashtag right. not my MGM. Yes, because we <laughs> talked a little Star Warsy today, given mm. our guest Brian. I thought let's crack open the Star Wars world. Crack sure. open the Star Wars world. And uh, pull a quote from a, a character who I don't know and I had to Google. This is, <laughs> I'm assuming it's pronounced Shmee Skywalker. Not to be confused with Smee from Peter Pan. That's right. This is the mother Shmi. of Anakin. Okay. Of Anakin Skywalker. And I feel like this can apply to a lot of things, including how you feel about um, Ratatouille opening in October, how you mm-hmm. feel about the new Harmonious Barges sitting out there. And yeah. World Showcase, this could also apply to how you feel about the new castle color. Basically anything in life, but really specific Disney things. And she so wisely said, you can't stop the change any more than you can stop the suns from setting. Mm. So it's going to happen. Plural suns, so see, too. Mm, Star well, yeah, Wars. You know, Star so. Wars. Yeah. Um, so see what you can do to embrace this the best that you can, because it's happening yep. whether you like it or not. So find a way to like it is basically what I'm getting at. <laughs> 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 you will you will get it and you will like it. Uh, you take what you get. Yes, and you will not get you upset. Get what you anyway, get and you don't get upset. <laughs> that's all from us this week. We'll, we'll see, see you next, next week. week. And next week we'll actually have a cast member chat for you. Yeah. Catch you up. Yeah. Not false advertising. All right. Have a good week. Bye everyone. <laughs> <laughs>